Welcome to a new episode of Dad Joke Loading Podcast, Dad Jokers. Chris is on vacation this week, and so there's no better time uh, to welcome to the show, friend of the show, my good friend, Connor. Connor, how are you? Very well. How are you doing, Christian? I'm, I'm good, um, and I should uh, introduce you right away and kind of explain our history, how we know each other. Our wives have been best friends since middle school. Um, and actually in preparing for the episode, I assumed it was high school, um, but I guess it was middle school. And, um, so they have been best friends for now. Well, what, 20 years, basically. Yeah, at least. Um, yeah. And, and so at that point, obviously then through, um, us being obviously introduced to our significant others who were best friends, we sure. then obviously, uh, met as well. It was actually really funny. I was talking to my wife and she was like, could you imagine if you didn't like each other? And I was like, well, Oh my God. What I mean, I guess we wouldn't really have a choice. No, right, if, we would if they're best two. friends. Yeah, with those no. two, because they're inseparable. So, um, but we actually met the weekend of your wedding. Yes. Now, crazy. We were just talking pre-roll. That's going to be nine years coming up. Yep, that is. Uh, yeah, we're, we're rolling up on nine years there. We got married New Year's Eve, uh, twenty twelve, going into twenty thirteen. Um, and what? What I remember specifically, I, I have a couple of vivid memories about your wedding. I don't specifically remember you. our like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember some, uh, the like the specific like time we were introduced per se. Sure. But, um, no, but I, I, I remember a couple of things. Um, and um, the one that sticks out of my mind the most was your brother's speech. And I vividly remember him lamenting. A poor wife who was now going to be a single mother of two. And because at that time you had your eldest daughter um, and then yourself. Um, And so then poor, uh, poor wife, you know, poor, uh, poor her. She had to be a single mother of two and he brought down the house, which was great, which is unbelievable to believe it. At that point, you had only one child. Yeah, well, that's that's insane. If you think about that now, because now you have how many? I have five children. You have five children. Five and, children, yes. And they range what ages? Um, my oldest, uh, the one we're referring to right now, is nine years old. And then the next one is seven. Uh, the third is five. He just turned five back in August, so he's the most recent birthday. And then I now have twin uh, twins that are two and a half years old. So and total so spo- spoiler alert, um, the reason we're having Connor on the show this week is because he also... Well, he has twin girls, and uh, his twin girls are just slightly older than my daughter at this point. Uh, so they Couple were, months, right? but Not yeah, even. so February, uh, so basically like February to May, basically yeah, of yeah, the same year, uh, real close. And so, um, in that standpoint, uh, yeah, so he's going to be giving me some advice later in the show. But what in the heck am I to expect with twins? Um, and so, buddy. Um, <laughs> I know we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But um, the other thing I also remember is after everybody left. Yes. Uh, for the most part, um, I for whatever reason I remember the wedding party, and I feel like some of your family um, all doing keg stands. Okay. Yes. So I I don't have specific memories. The to to backtrack for a second, Quinn's speech, my brother's speech. I remember it being hilarious. I remember yes. I remember laughing myself a lot of times. I don't remember a word of it. You remembering that joke about my wife having two kids? This is the first time hearing of it in nine years. I, I don't remember any of it, which is sad because I remember it being good. I remember that much that it was yeah. awesome. And now I'm his best man. He's getting married in the spring. So oh, I cool. have to top that. I don't know how I'm going to well, do that. Yeah, now, you, now you're on payback mode, right? right? Now Exa- you're on the exactly. payback train. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, the keg stand is what I remember. I remember my memories from this is my wife doing it um, in her wedding dress. I remember that much. Yes, I remember then her having to be helped because obviously the dress has some weight to it. And so you don't want it falling down when you're upside down. Her dad was involved, I want to say, somehow. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was Uh, involved. Because him and and my my, one of my grooms, Jeremy, really, really hit it off. uh, there, wow, yeah. That's actually really funny because, like, my next and kind of final memory of that was Jeremy. Um, just yep. uh, like you said, getting well into the libations, if we can call it that. Yes. And 
Um, I, I think he was buying people shots in the bar as Not well. Not Jeremy. My wife's father uh, was the one buying everyone tequila shots at the bar. So, oh, it was him. Oh, we had okay. the room rented, and out. Jeremy took advantage of it. Yes, is that correct. the is that what happened? Correct. I see. Okay, I gotcha. Okay, we had the room rented out, and like I think we had a we had a keg and we had wine, but we didn't have liquor. But the building that we were in, the reception was in, had its own bar that was separate from the wedding. So they were paying for these. They were this 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 bar was not part of our wedding. So he was just buying. He said it like hundreds of dollars worth of shots for like whoever was showing up, like that was like walking out of the reception hall and showing up to the uh, to the bar, and it was it was uh, my wife's father that was buying the shots, and Jeremy was very much a recipient. That's funny, and then but then I'll I'll uh, I'll just kind of uh, tack on to that and say the next morning when we went out for breakfast with everybody, yes. um, I just remember him being so hungover. Um, that he was like barely present at the at the um, at the breakfast, and then also that restaurant that we went to, yes. Pegasus, Pegasus. That was my introduction to Pegasus, right? Because oh, I'm okay. very br- I'm I'm brand new to New York State at, at that, that point point, in my right, right, relationship right. with my wife, well, girlfriend at the time, now wife, mm-hmm. and 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 now, uh, as funny as it is, that's kind of one of our go to breakfast joints that we go to. So that's well, kind of where uh, where we end up. Let me say, I'll, I'll say Pegasus is amazing. Absolutely. Um, you're missing the in-between Pegasus and my wedding, which is probably a story that not many know. But okay. you remember Alan, my other, one of my other groomsmen? Yes. Both Jeremy and him came from Florida because that's where they, well, okay. Jeremy doesn't live there anymore. Neither, neither of them live there anymore. But at the time they were in Florida and they came up together and the night of the wedding, they didn't have a hotel room. They were trying. Oh. They were trying to figure that out. But as we were all like, you know, post my wedding drunk, and I was like, I don't know what you guys, you know, they're they're trying to figure out. They went to the same like one of the, ho- the where we we stayed that night. Uh, my wife and I stayed that night was um in like there's like a couple hotels like we're all within the same vicinity of each other, and I don't know what I, I left him. My wife and I went to our room. Ten minutes later, he's knocking on my door. Hey, can I stay with you, man? We don't have anywhere to go. Apparently, they wouldn't give him a room because he was like so, so drunk. They wouldn't give him a room. So he he's trying to get into mine and my wife's room that night. He's not trying to get in. He's just like knocked on the door. Hey, bro, can I stay with you? Absolutely not. No. Well, of course, like it's your it's your it's wedding my wedding night. night, right? So yeah. they're, they're, I'm like, no. Apparently, they found a hotel room party there of people we don't know, like. And they were up to like 5 a.m. drinking way past when we got there. And so the reason he was in such bad shape at Pegasus was, I mean, of course, the wedding and the tequila shots, blah, blah, blah. But but then he, he partied for like going. four more hours. He kept yeah. it going, right. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> well, so moving forward then, speaking about the first time we met, I think sure. the reason why we stayed friends for so long and actually became so close was really – our mutual love of the TV show, The Office. Well, how could you not love it? And so, well, absolutely. <laughs> but now, I don't, do you remember, I don't exactly remember how we kind of got onto this. Like, it, I assume there was some type of Office res- reference that was made and that it was like, oh my gosh, you love that show? Yeah, I love that show. Like, I'm assuming it has, it has, it was, it has to have been referenced. Because like, I do references all the time. Right. Even with people I don't know if they know it or not. So I, I'm sure... One of us made a reference and the other one picked up on it and it was like, hey. I did one of those like, hey, finger yeah. guns. I exactly. like that show. Yeah. Well, and then it's turned into the whole, um, you know, we've done office trivia nights and yes. themed parties with our kind of like groups yes. of friends. Uh, yes. Shout out to the Friendsgiving crew. Yes. Um, you know who you are. Yep. Um, and, uh, and and doing those types of things. Um, like sure. I said, whether it's costumes, um, just continued, obviously, office references, jokes, gifts, whatever it is. Um but then that also leads me into how I told you that my wife and I were having twins. Do you remember? Yes, I do. And the funny thing about this was I was I didn't get it right away. You sent you sent me am I are you allowing me to reveal your way right now? You want yeah, me to Oh yeah, that? absolutely. Okay, yeah, no, okay. yeah, yeah. You go ahead. Yeah, you do it. You sent me the gif of uh Dwight saying I love a good set of twins from the Niagara Falls wedding episode, yeah. which is obviously a great way to do it. 
But I thought you were just sending me that because like something my two daughters had done at the time. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, obviously I love that. And then like it took me like a, and it just clicked. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh that my was god. Like, because that was at the point we were over were we framing in part of the basement like at that point and then we had like stopped mm. or was it at that point where we, we were doing over the, the bedroom because we had stopped for maybe? lunch i remember because we were all together at yeah, the table right your, your wife was obviously there so but she was there for one of the times we worked in the basement so that must have been it yeah because i think we stopped for lunch and then right. i think my wife got the kids and your wife a small present as kind of the like alluding to the fact yes. but you weren't quite in the room at the time and then no. of course i was just dying to send you this because of course when you have course, a gift so perfect you use it right um and that's the point and so then yeah i love me a good set of twins and now here right. we are uh you know nine years nine years of friendship later and now yeah. both set to have our own pair sure. of twin girls so that's what this episode uh is going to be about today so what do you say you ready to get this started i am very much so let's load it up Welcome to another exciting episode of the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. I'm Christian, joined by my guest host and really good friend, Connor, another twin girl dad who's going to join me today to uh, to give me some advice and let me know uh, what I'm in for, really, as uh, my twins, uh, affectionately known on the show as Shrimp and Grits, um, are going to be uh, entering the world very soon. And so Connor's going to help me out um, as best as he knows how. But before we do that, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't give a couple thank yous to the people who make this show possible. As always, producer Ryan, thank you for making us sound as good as we possibly can. Uh, we're sorry we know we make it difficult on you, but thank you for doing such good work for us. Michael Spicer Music, um, who's responsible for uh, not only the original intro song that you just heard, but also all of the stingers and sound effects within the show. So Michael, Sp Michael Spicer Composer um, on Instagram, michaelspicermusic.com. Vichelle Murthy, the vet cartoonist, for all of the imaging and branding. Uh, we really appreciate all of the uh, logos and stuff that you've done for us. Those are awesome. And most importantly, and last but certainly not least, our wives and kids. I say daughters normally, but uh, Connor, you have sons as well. So I'll say wives and children uh, for letting us do this because let's be real, Connor, they allow us to do this. Um, and um, as always, the listeners, because obviously without you guys, we'd just be two weirdos talking to each other over the internet. But Connor, um, let's jump right in. Uh, we mentioned and alluded to it in kind of the intro that uh, that you have twin girls of your own, and they I are do. slightly uh, older than my daughter currently. So you said that they're about two and a half, you know, just yes. a few months older than than my daughter. Um, and so, but I obviously have twin girls that are on the way now, really any time in the next couple of weeks. It's, um, it's and so it is imminent. Yes, the the anxiety is crippling. Yes, we have <laughs> we have made it to that point. Um, but of course you at one point in your, uh, fatherhood journey found out that you were having twins and now I'm not spoiling anything because I know we referenced it earlier. Your twins were your fourth and fifth children. Yes. Yes. Um, so why don't you let the folks know? Cause I don't even necessarily know. I know the ins and outs of this story overall. How did you guys find out that you were having twins? Because my wife knew. And I'm saying that because she knows when any person around her, including herself, is pregnant with what gender or now how many. She called your wife being pregnant with twins way before you guys told us. She called my sister being pregnant, who is currently pregnant. My sister was due in January with her first child, um, probably about a month before she told us. Um, and then she has called every single one of our children the gender. And then she called that this was twins before we went to the doctor and found out ourselves. So. Wow. I did not know that. Yes. It's insane. This almost like sixth sense she has, but she's always right. She's always right. Which is why I got to give her credit. But, um, how I found out officially without, you know, sure. Her special skill. We went in, um, because we suspected she was pregnant and she had taken a test, obviously peed on a stick. Uh, it wasn't conclusive, but, um, we went in. And um, I remember the doctor saying, 
it was like a little it was it was an ultrasound right it must have been an ultrasound but it was we didn't know it was twins yet so is is that i mean i guess i'm unfamiliar with the the doctoring world does that make sense to you does that sound right in timeline wise like yeah, it could it could be that because that because that early on you might not necessarily have enough there to, right, to show it. Right, super but, early on to, right. to know, especially with two of them growing in there. Um, we were aware for pregnancy, so we went in and 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 the doctor said, you know, she she found one of them and said, oh, there's. I was like, and I I said this. This was this was all all me. Well, at least it's only one. Two minutes later, she goes, <laughs> oh. Not so fast. No, it could have it had been 30 seconds later. Oh, not so fast. Here's baby B. And my wife uh, will tell you and describe it. She said that I went white as a ghost <laughs> and I just froze. And we had, I were just like, oh my God, like what, what do we do now? We went out to Denny's right afterwards. And um, my mom was here. It was, it was over the summer we found out. My mom was here watching my other kids and we're just sitting there at that. He's like, what do we do? What, what yeah. do we, what do we, what do we do? It's funny we you say no that idea. because we, um, our, my wife and I's reaction was instantly laughter. And <laughs> because it's just like that awkward, like, well, if you don't laugh, then you're obviously going to cry Correct. or something like that. But then, uh, quickly, once we got in the car and drove home, uh, yeah, that's when the f bombs started. Um, yes. And it's not really because I mean, obviously, you're. It's not because you're not excited. It's just one of those where you literally uh, now do? have you. You, oh, you have now. Now all of a sudden, it's double, and there's right. nothing you can do about it. I was like, I was going to say you can't take it back. Not that you want to take it back, no, but I no, mean, like, it's, it's but like, but that's it. You're in it. Your that's path it. has been set. Yeah, like, you're like, set like, now, and there's, there's nothing. Right. There is nothing that can change that. Correct. Um, and so then, and then, yeah, basically, it's like, all right, now how do we adjust? Mm-hmm. Um, so right. yeah, we 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 had we had a similar thing. Um, now, how did you go about announcing it to your family? I'm curious. Um, well, okay, so like I told you, my mom was here watching the kids, so we went. We told her right away, but we gave her because they gave us the pictures of ultrasound. So we must have, I'm sorry to backtrack on, we must have known we were pregnant and we were just going in for the ultrasound. That's what we found on the twins. It must have been that, that's how it was. But anyways, we showed her the pictures and, and the um, the nurse who did them wrote A and B, on the, you know, baby A, baby B. And so my mom was like flipping through them. She's like, oh, awesome. Oh, that's so great. You know, your fourth kid, who cares? Um, yeah. but, <laughs> but, you know, she's looking through them. And then she gets her A back to us and my wife looks at me and says, she doesn't get it. And I'm like, nope. And she's like, my mom, my mother's like, get what? She looks back. She's like, oh no, not not oh, not oh no, as in like a, my mom loves and adores children. She was like, oh, probably like just like this, oh my god, kind of thing. And she like, I just I watched it like come over her face as she understood what that meant. So that was just my mom. But then we ended up ended up um, telling my my entire family via uh, my family group chat because my brothers in North Carolina, my sister, my dad, and my mom were all in Florida, even though she was up visiting. My other sister is in. Oh, at the time she was still in Buffalo. She is now in Rochester. But we, uh, I just sent a picture of the uh, sitting twins from the Vancouver Canucks <laughs> to the family group chat, and That's no one, so good. Ever, no one got it. No, everyone's like, "What?" Because I'm not, I'm not a Canucks fan. I'm, I'm a Sabres fan. I'm not. I have I, now. I did they know that you them. were expecting? Like, did they know you were pregnant, and then that's how you? Or did was it just straight up? The no, they, they, they must have known we were pregnant at the time. It's kind of fuzzy right now, but they must have known we were pregnant at the time. And I think I think my brother cracked it and he's like, wait a minute. And that's kind of how, how it got. Oh, out. my God. That's funny. The Sedin twins. Yeah, that's I good. just said that's, 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 that's like I said, that's a specific reference that you obviously right, yes, have to yes. uh, that you kind of have to well, understand. We're a hockey family. So, I mean, oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, absolutely. Buffalo. So, right. OK, so you're going through the process. And, uh, you know, as of course, like you said, you know, wife is is pregnant. Obviously, you get to um, kind of the, uh, you know, delivery portion, you know, of, yes. of everything like that. And uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Your wife did have a C-section for the twins, yes, correct? correct? Okay. Now, and then correct me if I'm wrong. That was her first and only. Yes. Yes. What was what was that experience like? Not that you need to get into the surgical details, of course, but like, what was the difference, or did was what was the hospital experience like for that that you found that was much different than the other ones from your point of view, being dad? 
And I'm so glad you're asking me this specific question because they, and this is on the hospital, it's hundred percent on the hospital. This is, this is, this is my experience. This is what happened to me with her C-section. They said, Hey, do you want to be in the room? Me? I'm not a gorefer. Not, I'm not, the, you know, I'm not like that at all. Not squeamish, but absolutely be there with her the whole time. Like, okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to lay her on the table. We're going to put a big tarp around her neck and you'll sit right next to her head, basically, and the everything else going on behind the tarp will be going on behind the tarp, and you just be there to support her. She'll be on some, you know, anesthesias or whatever that they would use to so she doesn't feel it. But, you know, she's still going to be, like, semi-conscious, which she was the whole time. She was throwing up the whole time, but she was she was not, like, there, but she was... I was talking to her, but uh, she probably doesn't right. remember a second of it. But So that's all, you know, that's, that's what they tell me is going to happen. And I'm like, okay, game on, deal, you know? They're going to give me the babies right away. Awesome. So they dress me up in this big white suit. They give me everything prepped, ready to go. Hey, we're going to take her in there first, get her ready, and then we'll bring you in. Perfect. Awesome. They uh, uh, came and got me and brought me into the room. And all I've been told is what I just told you, that I'm going to be sitting next to her head with a big tarp. They brought me in feet side. So <laughs> my first, I, I see my wife's open body. I wasn't ready. It's, it's not that I'm squeamish. I'm not a gorephobe. But I wasn't ready for it. Like I wasn't like I was like, whoa, like I had to walk around the tarp to the, to her head. Yeah, you would think they would bring I mean, you around first exactly. and then be like, all right, we're going to get started now. It's not just like, oh, just kidding. She's cut open. Now you can come well, I just in. I thought they were bringing me in the head side. I thought that I, like I, I'd come in. I'd see a big blue tarp in my wife's head. They brought me in the other side. and I had to walk around the tarp. And I, I just was not ready for that Yikes. at all. I mean, it's it's fine. It just like shocked me. And I will well, never ever forget it well that's like a uh i mean th- there's there's a difference between i feel like knowing your partner intimately um and then seeing that <laughs> right um right because right? i feel like like nobody's insides look good i'm sure mm-hmm. right like it's not you know i don't think anybody's uh you know in the interior of anybody's abdominal organs really no. look particularly attractive no, i think that's just not. why they're on the inside correct i, I um, agree with you um uh, but uh but wow, no, I, I, I honestly, I honestly did not know shocked that. Shocked and wasn't ready Just, for it. Yeah, shock and awe. Um, but then, okay, so uh, you know, C-section complete and everything like yeah. that. What was was there any difference then post with the oh, hospital stay man. and everything like that that was different from maybe your previous children that you remember? Obviously, now there's two, so right. you know, two at a time. So then, are you passing back and forth? Like, what's like, how is that working for you guys? Well, I, I, I did. A lot. And I I purposely got myself to be this involved as I could be. I foregone my own sleep. I just, I let her rest. She just had a C-section. She she carried around twins for nine months. So I, I, I I did, I was on everything. However, I didn't really have to be. This, whether it was the specific staff that was there, they took them from us for hours at a time and like kept them at the nurse's station because they do that. I mean, they do that. Yeah, they do that. Like, yeah. They took them for long periods of time and let us sleep. It was phenomenal. Wow. Nice. Um, we even had to endure the uh, Patriots Rams Super Bowl. That's the weekend we were there. That's we anesthesia that, in and of itself. That, right. Yeah, it was a snore fest. And, uh, yeah. Probably some cheating involved, but um, well, right. So we, had, we, we deflation, we, you know, defla- right. Exactly. Yeah. We had to endure that. And it was, it was still, that was still like, and I, 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 I gotta say credit, to, credit to the hospital staff there because it, they were just great with us. I, I don't remember the nurse's name, but she was so just sweet, sweet old lady kind of thing. Like, oh my god, whatever you need. And she was, she was the one that was there for the night shift. So like, while we wanted to sleep, she was like, cool, sleep. I'm gonna take your babies. And it was, it was, it was the best experience. I wasn't there for my first daughter's birth. I was on deployment. Um, my son's birth, my second oldest, I was, the Navy had me like stressed to the mat. Like I was there for like a couple hours. They were bringing me back to the boat. It was really terrible, but, uh, not, I don't blame that on the experience from the hospital. It was more of my situation. And then my other son, uh, that was born shortly after I got out of the Navy, right when I moved back to Buffalo and I was, um, just started a job as a mechanic and I was on like a probationary period for the union. So I, you're not supposed to take off any time. So I literally took the day off and then the, of his birth. And then I was like 
commuting to work from the hospital while she's still in the hospital with him. Yeah. Because I had no, that's just like the rules of the road there. I'm in a much better situation now. So with these ones, I took six weeks off. I did the whole thing. I got to stay in the hotel or not Jeez, hotel hospital room uh, (laughs) with, with her for the whole, the whole time we were there. I can't remember. It was three days. I don't remember, but um, the nursing staff was just, they were great. Did the whole skin to skin. The girls, were really good I, I that part of itself was a great experience now did you mark them with a sharpie no <laughs> to make sure so you remembered which ones they were no um <laughs> what they did was they they immediately upon removing them from my wife right before they gave them to me while she's still drugged up they did the um tags on their ankles yep so that from that moment on it's i've never messed them up because when we took them home afterwards, um, and you know, you start to take, we took one tag off, we kept the one on the other one. I think the one we kept the tag on, um, and then the other one, I think it just got cut off or whatever. And at, at one point, when, when the other tag was going to come off, we painted toenails to make sure. Okay, all right. Different colors, pink and purple. Gotcha. Um, for the two different ones, to two different girls, and then um, we kept that going for a little bit, but eventually we were able to tell them apart. So, I mean, obviously, right now, two and a half years old, we're not painting toenails to differentiate them. We know. Well, you might be painting them, just not to differentiate. Well, right. (laughs) Right, correct. Now, did you have names? You already had names picked out, obviously. Um, We did. And did you know, like, or did you have, like, a, oh, first one that comes out is this? Or how how did you guys, or did you have a plan for that? I'm actually kind of just genuinely curious. I don't think I did. I mean, we knew the two names. Right. But you weren't like baby A is this, baby I B is think, this, or yeah, I think we were. I think we were. Baby A was going to be this, baby B is going to be this, and then A and B were just the order in which they came out. They are they two came. minutes apart. Okay. Obviously, this is not um, normal birth as a C-section, so it's just really how the doctor did it. It's right. kind of like you know, like that's that's kind of funny how that works out. Going to seal their like... fate for the rest of their lives. I'm two minutes older than you. Will always be there, right? Despite the fact that it doesn't matter, and you it know. doesn't matter. Yeah. Probably tell them they were born at the exact same, you know, at the I exact could, same yeah, time. I could do that. Right. Now, um, what did you find were the big differences, um, or did you find, I should say, that when you came home, you talked about, you know, painting the toenails, all that type of stuff. Did you find there were big differences between the twins in terms of their, uh, you know, their needs, you know, maybe they're, you know, was one way fussier than the other? Did they have different patterns? Um, like, did you find that there was a big difference between the two? Not, a, not, not initially. Okay. Um, their, their patterns and all that kind of stuff and, and their personalities have developed. Sure. But initially it was just. Eat, sleep, poop. We're both babies. Right. We're both babies. Right. Okay. It was, that's all it was. So uh, much more initially. instinctual at the start. Yes. Correct. Um, and then, but of course, then as they develop and grow, oh, of course. People. Yeah. They're totally different people now. Right. But um, yes, at the time. Yeah. Now, did you, and I, I feel like this is a, a, a thing that everybody says, oh, when you have twins, like you kept them on the same schedule, I assume. Right. Um, have you heard of the phrase "never wake a sleeping baby"? I yes, but I've heard that with twins, it you does throw not throw that out the window. Yeah, because nope, if one wakes up, you that. wake up the, you other, wake one the other one, and up. you feed Absolutely. them together. Yeah, you get them on the same schedule, even if they're not. They're waking up at different times or whatever. Nope. Did if you find you had to do that a lot? Um. Yeah. I. I, I yes, I know. Um, they. They pretty much woke each other up, but when 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 we didn't, it wasn't hard to get the other one up. You know sure. what I mean? Like they, they they did wake each other up. They wake each other up now, but um, <laughs> at the time, um, one would wake up and then the other one would be like, "Yeah, sounds good to me. We can eat." So yeah. like it yeah. was it was it was pretty much a baby a after my own heart. <laughs> right. Yeah, I could eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. What would you say was the hardest part about raising twins? while also having older kids at home already. And before you answer, because I think my biggest anxiety is my current daughter and how I'm going to struggle with, not that I'm going to struggle paying attention to her, but I mean like my struggle is going to be with how she perceives all of this because obviously when we had our, I mean, we only have one. So you had three older kids and then twins. I only right. have the one. But if 
like I'm when it was just my daughter, I mean, all our focus was there, right? It was sure. just like everything that we're doing is based on this particular child. But now there's these two newborns that we're going to have to, like you said, keep on the same schedule, the whole thing, like, you know, that type of thing. Um, and I was talking with uh, with Chris uh, on a previous episode and we were talking about um, how it was almost like an all nighter for an exam. Like with one kid, you can pull the all nighter knowing that there's potentially a nap waiting for you after the exam, so to speak. But when you have kids at home and you're up all night with the babies, when those other kids wake up in the morning, it's go, go, go. You've got to be there. You've yeah. got to be there. And so, uh, and that's my biggest concern. Like my biggest, obviously, I mean, we're talking about this and you're still alive and your twins are two and a half years old. So, I mean, obviously <laughs> we know it's possible. Um, but um, I, I guess my question is in the initial stages with the, with the newborns, with doing all of that type of thing, what was the hardest part for you about raising those two girls while having the older twins at home already or the older kids at home already? Um, all right. And, and I don't want to justify your fears because I feel like that's a very mean thing to do to you, but, but it's real. It's real. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. Um, my, my third oldest child before so the one that came before them was by far our, um, most attached and clingy specifically to my wife. Actually for the first like two years, he just like hated me. I couldn't hold him. She couldn't go to the store without taking him. Like I, he couldn't be with me. Like he hated me. Hmm. I didn't do anything to him. He just this. What he loves me now. We're we're buddies now. Our yeah. thing is buddies for life. He's a bad man. He is a bad man. But <laughs> and he lived up to that name for so long. But he was so attached and clingy to my wife. And when the twins came and like you can, if you have a kid, and then you have a second. You can have that infant in one arm and still do toddler stuff in the other arm. When there's two, you don't, you, you gotta like, you, you gotta, it's hard to explain, but like, just like, well, obviously there's out. things that your wife has to do, obviously, yeah. whether it's yeah. nursing or otherwise, but then also at the same time, and this is kind of what my wife and I are talking about. I mean, there's C-section recovery still. Yeah, it's not like right. they're just like home for the hospital and they're like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like, no, they got cut open. And yes. so there's, you know, so there's major recovery going on. There's trying to nurse, feed, raise twins. Yes. But then, like you said, then there's the constant, I don't want to say strain, because that makes it sound, I think, more of a negative connotation than I mean it. But then there's these, like you said, other kids still, um, that are that are negative. constantly battling for your attention. And right. so uh, my wife has been on modified bed rest, so has been off work for about two months uh, at this point, and my daughter has become so attached to her, and to the point where, like you said, one time uh, I was uh, I was wa- holding her hand, and we were walking down the stairs, and um, as kids do, love to get ahead of themselves. We were on the bottom stair. She hit the gr- like she you know touched the ground, and as I let go of her hand, because she started to run away, she like tripped and fell. Okay, so she started to cry. She looked at me. Like I just like Chuck Norris roundhouse kicked her in the face. Of course she did. Ran away from me, like yelling for my wife. And of course, completely inconsolable. And I couldn't Mm -hmm. go near her, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, this type of thing. You know, and that's, and when that happens, like you said, her first instinct is to go to my wife. And so um, I kind of joke with my, with my daughter sometimes and I'm say, hey, guess what, kid? I'm all you got. Uh, because at, you know, at some point I was like, you're going to have to love me eventually. Um, and I know she does. I'm not sitting yes, here saying of course, that. My, of course, course, that's not, I know that's not what we're saying, but that's my biggest, my biggest fear is my, like my wife is going to be in this constant like strain of our yeah. basically two and a half year old just being so attached to her, but then her being like, Hey, like, you know, mommy's got to feed these two babies. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can, you know, read a lot of books and, you know, talk to a lot of people and, you know, there's lots of tips and tricks out there, which I'm sure are helpful, but, uh, it's knowing your own kid. I mean, that's, that's the, that's, it's, 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 it's difficult because I, I, I believe like everything you just described, I mean, Right now, my my twins actually don't let me. We have a rocking chair in their bedroom with their beds. Okay, and um, they're in the stage where I mean I don't know if any of the listeners or under, parents and understand this is the stage where they want you in the room while they're going to sleep. Um, but there's their whole thing is mommy sitting in the rocking chair for you know bedtime, 
And when I say, Daddy, sit in the rocking chair, it's... And when I do try to be in there and let my wife have a break from them because she's with them all day, it's exactly you just said. They look at you like you're the they hate you. And actually, the older of the two does say, I hate you. Despite, like, I haven't done anything. I haven't yelled at them. I haven't done anything. I'm just sitting in the rocking chair. I hate you. I hate you. And she doesn't know what she's saying. She's, no, of course not. But, but like, like, I'm just like, I'm just like. But that hurts, man. Do, it, it does. But it like, hurts. I didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, I'm just sitting here trying to get you guys to sleep the same as your mom would be, but she needs a break from you two psychos because you know they're crazy um but as far as as your daughter your current daughter goes and your wife and their current bond um it's i found that my older children when we brought home the twins had a sense of understanding like they were good about it it's hard to explain Obviously, the attention for, you know, of divided by three went to divided by five. Sure. And two of which were brand new infants, which require a lot of attention. Yep. But they just, I don't know, they they, 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 they took to it. And maybe it's all, and honestly, I might be talking completely wrong right now. And it's all just a blur to me because I took six weeks off of work. And all I did was as much as I could for every single one of them because my wife was C-section, bed rest. She couldn't do anything. Um, right. So, yeah. Um, it was just, I feel like I'm just talking. Did I answer any question that you had, like, specific? <laughs> There's so much, like, going on, and, and it's going to be going on for you. I just want to make sure I, like, word vomited out. But, like, uh, did I answer honestly, what you were on- looking for? Honestly, the, 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 the honesty, the honesty is gold. The honesty is okay. appreciated. Because, like you said, your, um, even if it ended up slightly as a ramble, I, I feel like it's the perfect representation of it because yeah, it's I, like, it it's, is. it's just your, and I, and I feel like I, I'm kind of going back and I'm playing it back in my mind with when I, we brought home our first daughter, I mean, brand new parent for the first time. Right. And, and that's also like a, like WTF moment because you're basically yes. just like, crap, now I have to keep this thing alive. And, and so, um, and so you're just kind of, like you said, it's kind of just a blur. You just kind of, you, you do these things, you react, you, you know, you plan, I say plan, I'm using giant air quotes. You plan as much as you can, uh, you know, you use all the support that you can, uh, but then it's kind of just like, okay, this is happening. Okay. Let's try this. Okay. Let's try it. You know what I mean? Like that kind Mm -hmm. of thing, all, you know, and, and I feel like it's going to be a very similar process just with the added notion of then like, yeah, during the day, like we still have a two and a half year old that we're going to have to, um, you know, that we're going to have to look after and, and make sure she knows that she's still loved. Right. Like, I think that's, that's yes. where that's, that's the big thing for me is just like, I never and want her to feel like she is secondary because we're going to have to be paying so much attention to, the twins just from obviously the innateness of them being mm-hmm. newborns. Right. Um, so I think, I think that's the big thing too. And that's what I think will make me the most sad or stressed is, it's, is, is, just, is if she ends up feeling this way. And I'm sure she probably will because that's mm-hmm. the nature of being a two and a half year old and all of a sudden having to share mommy right. with exactly. somebody. Well, like, that's exactly what it is. Right. So like, I, I, I know it's going to happen. Um, it's just, you know, as, um, you know, and my wife and I continue to go back and forth and make sure that, you know, and I tell her, I'm like, you need to have mommy daughter time yeah. being eldest daughter That's time. And key. like doing that, I was like, I'll take the twins and go somewhere or you take her have and her go somewhere your daughter and go or, somewhere. or like those or there's going to be mommy. I have to say eldest daughter. Now, the fact mm-hmm. that I'm using the term eldest daughter to me yes. still like yeah. it makes <laughs> it gives me anxiety just saying it. Um, but, but it's there uh, now. It's there now. Yeah, it, it's it's happening. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, but uh, uh, but but all that being said, you know, uh, when it comes down to it. I love me a good set of twins. There you go. So um which brings me to our, our, our next part of the episode. Let's have some fun. Let's and, do it. and not that we haven't been having fun so far, no, but yeah, we were talking about our mutual love for the office. Yes, and sir. so one of the best things that we talk about on the office are Jim and Dwight pranks. 
and they're 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 masterful they're 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 (laughs) they're fantastic they're just they're masterpieces and so i think this is going to be a perfect time for us to talk about our top five jim and dwight pranks uh, in a recurring segment that we know as countdown so connor since you're guest on the show um i'm gonna let you go first so I'm going to let you give me, you go five, four, three, two, one. You give me your top five uh, Jim and Dwight pranks um, on the show. And as soon as you say them, I know there's going to be some I forgot. So that's why I'm excited that I don't know your list at all. Uh, but uh, dealers, or I say guest choice, I'll let you go first. You would like me to rattle them all off in a row right now? You got it. In reverse order? Or- it- I would say, I- I'm assuming, yeah, I would say reverse order. I'm assuming you have a favorite. Um, so I'll say reverse yes. order. Okay, um, this one, uh, my fifth would be the uh, Dwight stuff in the vending machine. It's it's <laughs> it's genius. It's masterful. It's because you're friends with the vending machine guy. Oh, whatever. I can't remember the name, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and doesn't he give him like a bag of nickels? Nickels to like to it's go nickels. nickels. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. All right, that's good. Okay, um, number four is, and this one's. A simple one, and we don't actually see it happen, but it's it's during conflict resolution, and they listen them off. It's when uh, I hit myself in the head with my phone when Jim was putting uh, coins into the phone a little bit at a time, and then took them all out. We never got to see it happen, and he just says it. And but I remember my first time seeing that episode, I was on the floor laughing at that specific one because he's at the time listing out a bunch of them. Right, that specific one like got me. Um. Number uh, number three is um, probably a lot of people's number one Asian gym. Yes, it's, it's it's just so well done. It's so every part of it, every aspect, the picture, Pam kissing him. It's just beautiful. It's it's just so well done. Um, number two is uh, Dwight from the future uh, with the uh, faxes from Stamp. It's it's that one is just. Excellent. I love all I can, all so I can remember from that one. So that one, I struggled actually keeping off my top five um, because all I remember is uh, just a really simple, like cold open of Jim at the fax machine, and, the, <laughs> yes. and he's and he's in Stanford, and he's just like, and he's just saying like, oh this. Yeah, I get up every morning. It just like really casually, he just like looks at the camera and is like, "Oh, this old thing." Yeah, this is just me, like at five a.m. at the or whatever. And then Dwight, yeah. Dwight getting the facts, running around his desk in obviously the the most like awkward fashion. No, no, no! Like slaps the coffee out of his hand or whatever. And Stanley's just like, "Have you lost your ever loving mind?" Or whatever. He's like, "You'll thank me later." So perfect. It really, it's it's. Well, my second favorite, obviously, and and yeah. it's and this list, God, it it fluctuates because there's so many good ones. But my number one, and this will always be my favorite, is uh, Jim spending the entire episode convincing Dwight that he's a vampire. <laughs> it's, I, it's just it's so meticulous in every I single. I forgot about that one. <laughs> it, it's it, he uses so many different like things, like the garlic bread. The glare off Angela's crucifix, standing just like, right behind him, or just like rubbing his neck, just doing the like so whatever. tingly and yeah, powerful just... with his hands. It's it's just it's the entire episode. It lasts everything. It's beautiful. That's my favorite one. That will always be. That's actually really funny. I actually so, I mean all brilliant of course yes. um i actually have um several different ones so i'm excited um to say Excellent. this. Uh, I'll start with an honorary mention. My honorary yes. mention is actually a Dwight prank on Jim, which is the snowman in the parking lot. Oh, it's so good. After the snowball <laughs> fight, when he's when he's coming out he's and there's just enough. the snowmen everywhere, and Jim is just unbelievably afraid, and Dwight's just on the roof. He's not in any he's of He's not in any best. of the snowmen, and it's so fantastic. The psychological fantastic. factor there, yeah. It's so fantastic. Yeah, so honorable great. mention for that. Okay. For sure. But my, so my number five okay. is the CIA prank. 
I, I had trouble keeping that off my list. When they, when they, when they, you know, finally they talk to him, they say he's in the CIA, he's on the roof, and they text yep. him at the end and said, you've been compromised, destroy your phone, and he, like, I throws trouble, it away. Yep. And, uh, yeah. that off my list. Yes. Just, yeah, perfect. So that's, uh. So well done. That's, that's very well done. Uh, number four is the one where Dwight thinks he can stand all day, and so he has the stilts <laughs> in his pants, and then... Jim figures it out and just just <laughs> walks up to him and is just so subtly like, you realize I have to do this, right? And Dwight's like, I yes. do. And then he just pushes him over. and <laughs> it's He just, grabs the wall and throws it down. Prank! Yeah. <laughs> I agree. It's not my best, but it doesn't really matter because you spend it on pick it over, right? Yeah, you, you spend it on pick it over, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, and just like, yeah, the, the simplicity of it. And then just the acknowledgement of Dwight that's like, Yes, I realize must what be done. Like, and then just yes, pushes them over. So oh, that's great. Yes. Number, so that's number four. Number three uh, is Jim wrapping Dwight's desk, or supposedly his desk, in wrapping paper when it's actually cardboard. And Dwight right. just sitting down and being like, oh, I can unwrap this in like 30 seconds. And then he just falls all over it because, of course, there's no... Um, no desk there you know he just put it in the in the cardboard and he falls all over it which is perfect uh, and that was an earlier season right yeah that was very I, early I, that I was like that one season one or two i, I, I think I, it must have been t- i think it was at least it must two. have been the first ep- i think it was the first christmas episode yeah probably so season and two i think it's just so good because like it's, you're already used to the the pranks from the show if you're watching it in chronological order you're already used to the pranks and you see oh ho, jim wrapped his stuff in 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 christmas paper or whatever it's ha ha and then it's cardboardy falls and that it's it's like the double layers i agree so you think it's just his actual stuff and you're like oh he's gonna have to take forever like unwrapping it but nope it's actually cardboard (laughs) that was no for sure um number number two for me is as you mentioned uh your uh one of yours mine is asian jim um and so number two is is uh is asian jim just so well done and just like the guy looking back and like weary about uh you know him uh with the password on the phone him recounting the sale that he just right. made. Two of them. And, and whatever. And or the like, one that was about to be made. The yeah. one that was about to be made or whatever. And then he's just like, no, you're not Jim. Jim's not Asian. He's like, oh, Dwight, you never noticed? Like, and like, just like those little comments. And he's just like, oh, yeah, we still have, uh, you know, reservations at seven, right? Oh, can't wait, babe. And they, like, it's just perfect. And like, he is just so like, uh, uh, like, he's literally so dumbfounded. Like, how could this be true? And it's, it's brilliant. Recently, in an interview, that actor said he he gets called Asian Jim all the time. So oh, I can only like I feel like that's one of those things that like now that you know that as the as the person like that's that's what he's called. Um, I mean, sure. he was like, he was in um, WandaVision. He's been he's 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 I don't know his name, but he's an actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, he's very he's like, quite famous. He is Asian Jim. Yeah, so, like, but he is half again. the world. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and my number one uh, to cop. Uh, to uh, finish the countdown, my number one Jim and Dwight prank is the tearaway suit. Oh. <laughs> because <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And because he's, they start the episode with, with Jim being like, I might've gone a little I too far. I might've gone too far. <laughs> or whatever. And just, and, and they play it like over. They play it over so many times and he just comes up behind him and rips out the suit and run away. And just to hear Dwight just go, oh, damn it, Jim, and run after him in his shoes and his underwear is just, just, but like, but them in the talking head in the conference room and Jim just being like, I might have gone too far. And like, it's just, it's absolutely perfect. Um, So there's a ton. I think even just talking about this, we probably came up with like 15 more that we were just like, oh my God, that, oh my gosh, that, oh my God, that. I mean, honestly, what I literally just thought of right now is when Jim uh, stabbed the exercise ball with the, um, you know, with that one, the keys, uh, the ring of keys that, that Pam screws up the, the joke he was going to add a, a key mm-hmm. every so often uh pavlov when he gives him the mint oh that um, was on my original list i sent you the yeah pavlov is 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 classic. is brilliant obviously uh you know beers beats battlestar galactica him Dwight, him dressing yep. up as as dwight you know it, identity theft is not a joke jim right. um you know just so many brilliant one of ones. mine was the telekinesis 
with the Pam's assistance with the moving the oh that was gosh, on my original yeah. list. That, that was, was phenomenal. I mean the Jello, um, of Je- course. Jello's a classic. It's the original. But then also another classic that they bring back later is when Jim puts everything in meatloaf or in meatballs because Stanley thinks it's funny, yeah. but then it's actually Dwight actually and Stanley have been eating meatballs. <laughs> like so good. Anyway, we could go on forever. Do but... you know? You know what's going on with the Sabers that right now, right? No. You you know? Oh man. So um, a couple accounts like, do you, their new Don Granado, the new yeah um head coach. They call him Donnie Meatballs. I don't know why. That's been his nickname since he became a head coach. So now the Sabers have been off this hot start. People are sending that gift to every team that um that we've beaten. You've been meatball. Stanley said you've been meatballed. Like it, like people have been sending the gift on Twitter That's to, so fantastic. to the teams we beat. You've been meatballed. You've been meatballed. I love that. And just like, but like the whole ramp up of him like trying different yeah. things and like looking at Stanley and Stanley being like, uh. and then he's like, the for some reason, Dwight. yeah, but then some reason he loves meatballs and like, oh god, so good. But uh, anyway, I know we could go on forever, but uh, well, we could, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll take a quick break here on the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. Um, sure. Hit us up on social media, at Loading Dad on Twitter, at Dad Joke Loading Podcast on Instagram. And uh, yeah, tell us your favorite uh, office pranks, uh, office stories, whatever. We'd love to, to hear those. So reach out to the show. Also, Dad Joke Loading Podcast at gmail.com. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And when we come back, We're going to challenge each other with a little office trivia to see how well we each know the show. So we're going to try and stump each other uh, on a new recurring segment of uh, of trivia. But we'll take a quick break on the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. I'm Christian with my guest host and great friend Connor talking twin girls and The Office. But we'll be right back. Hi, I'm sound designer and composer Michael Spicer, and I want to help you with the audio in your podcast. Do you need theme music or background music in a specific genre? We've got 8-Bit. Orchestral. Or just chill. Visit michaelspicermusic.com and contact me. All my social media stuff's there too, so you know, whatever you want. Goodbye. And welcome back to the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. I'm Christian, joined by my good friend and fellow office nerd, Connor. Uh, and we've been chatting about having twin girls, uh, but we've also been chatting a lot about uh, our favorite TV show, The Office. Um, and so we're going to close out the show here, uh, trying to stump each other with obscure office knowledge um, in a trivia segment that we uh, come to know here on the show as Jeopardad. And so, of course, when you hear that music, you know that trivia is on the way. And so, Connor, I know that we uh, loaded up some uh, some trivia questions. We looked them up prior to. Um, and so we each have our list here. So I figure we'll just go back and forth and we'll basically just try to see uh, to stump each other with uh, with office knowledge. What do you say? Excellent. I am very excited for this. All righty. So um, I'll ask the first question then. OK, sure. So it's kind of a two part question. So if you get both, I'll be extremely impressed. Um. <laughs> When Pam's mother, Michael's lover, chooses to go out to lunch for her birthday, what age does she say she is? And then what age is she actually? And I'll give you a little bit of a hint. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, what, no, what, age, what age are we this year again? 49. And 49 again. Very 49, good. Very 49. good. And then she is actually 62. She's actually fif- uh, 58. Damn, that was a second, that was my second guess. Uh, so she actually ends up being 58. But you got the first one, which is good. You said, yep, 49 again this year, Mom. Yes, um, yes. And that's when uh, Michael finds out how old she is and then promptly uh, yes, breaks up with her on her birthday. Go down her hill. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, all right, you go. All right, this is, a, this is a little bit of an easier one. I'm going to start off with, um, I would just like for you, Christian, to name for me uh, four of the um, multiple, there's more than four, um, entrepreneurial endeavors of Michael Scott, whether he has acted on them or not, uh, they've at least mentioned them. 
Just name for me four of them. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess Michael Scott Paper Company. I feel like is that is it, one is fair. It's fairly easy. Um, uh, la La. That is two. Um, oh, financial endeavors. Um, uh, entrepreneurial. Uh, threat level so, midnight. That is three. Uh, oh, oh dear. Uh, I mean, now re- f- renting renting his renting his condo out to Dwight, even though that was no. a joke, doesn't count. Um, I and the lip offender industry does not count. That's the second job. That's not entrepreneurial. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So um, although, can we just pause saying Vicarel, such an underrated character. Yes. So good. Agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> um, hmm. Entrepreneurial ideas. Um, hmm. I'm blanking. All right. Give me a fourth. Fourth could be um, Mike Serial Shack. Chair uh, uh. Pants. Somehow I manage and toilet buddy. Somehow I manage and toilet. <laughs> I forgot about toilet buddy. He catches your stuff so it doesn't fall yes. in the toilet. Uh, <laughs> but somehow I manage. Mm, I should have yes. got that one. That's a little. I'm a little upset about that. Okay. All right. Next question to you. Sure. What is the server password that they can't remember when the new IT guy shows up? Boobs with a Z. <laughs> I just love that. Try, 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 try big boobs. Right. With, with, with a Z. Wait, yeah. is it big boobs? Did I get it wrong? I think it's big boobs. I have is big it big boobs. boobs with a Z? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Damn <laughs> but, it. I was so confident. But I also, I also just love that that episode just starts with the, with Michael coming in, like just thinking that the IT guy is a terrorist because he's just like, whatever and he's just like so the it and i guy and i did not get off on the right foot and like <laughs> so, right so good he's just like everybody down everybody down right oh, so are we good. in danger uh, yeah <laughs> all righty go for it um okay now the reason i asked that first question first is because um it, it, the next question gives away one of them um aj uh, holly's boyfriend from nashua um, when he's, they're speaking at the company picket uh, about chair pants. Michael is one of his ideas says, put me down for him. And, um, he gives Michael his waist size and Michael calls him fat ass. What's AJ's waist size? Oh, <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. I'm going to, I'm going to guess like a 38, 34. Oh wow, that's actually. Really and he calls skinny. him a fat ass, right? I'm like, yeah. that's why I'm like, what are you talking about? But yes, thirty four. That's so funny. Yeah, that, okay, that's obscure. Uh, but, right, I uh, told you a couple words obscure. No, that's it. No, like, hey, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here all day for it. Okay. Um, all right, this one is probably a little bit on the easier side, but how did Ryan start the fire? Uh, cheesy pita in the uh, toaster oven. Left his cheesy pita in the toaster. Yep, you got it. So, Ooh, Ryan started the fire. <laughs> why don't I stay on theme then? Okay. Um, with what you just asked me. Uh, as um, Dwight runs into the building to find Michael's phone in that episode, uh, and Michael has Ryan call a phone so he could, you know, Dwight can hear. And then obviously it's in Michael's pocket uh, the whole time. What's Michael's ringtone? And it's 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 like it's like a you know two thousand five, not the actual song, but like the the the, the terrible like the, the terrible MIDI version of it. Right, the tune of the song is there, and it is a very well at the time probably. If, well, at the time it was probably an older song. I want to I want to say it's Black Eyed Peas, My Humps. No, that is that is at one point, but that's not not. The oh, song. okay. Uh, yeah, he definitely has the. When is that? Oh, he does though. When is that? My humps. But that's clearly a different one. Uh, oh, when is my? Now I'm thinking about when my humps was because it was one. Dang! Now all I have is my humps in my head. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, wait. I don't know why, but for some reason I have like Shania Twain. Man, I feel like a woman in my head, which I don't think is right. Um, okay, what is it? You got me. Mambo number five. Oh, Lou it is. Vega. It is Mambo number five. As soon as you said it, <laughs> damn it! Oh, that's a. But piss my off. humps is at one point. I can't remember when. 
because it's significant that his phone's going off at that time whenever my humps is played. Yeah, that's going to bother me. I can't remember uh, when that is. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. Okay, next question. In the in the later seasons of The Office, what TV show did they find out that Michael was on as a kid? Uh, the one where he shows them, right? Yeah, he shows them the v, the, the tape the, of it. The VHS of it. Yeah. Something Friends. I don't, I don't remember the name of it. I know, I, mean, I can picture it. They got the little sock puppet. And he's wearing the suit, even though he's, he's wearing, like he's the kid. He's the only one in the suit. And Chet is on there, who became a... Uh, you know, weather reporter Doppler or something with Chet or checking in with Chet or whatever. Yep. But I don't remember the name of the show. I do not. The name of the show is Fundle Bundle. Fundle Bundle. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Fundle Bundle. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Um, all right. Um, during uh, the fun run, three members decide not to run and go out for whether lunch or drinks. I don't know. Who are they? With three. Uh, uh, Oscar. Correct. Stanley. Correct. Because I can see them jumping in the cab. Um, okay, it's not Toby because um, they can't remember if they gave him the laxative or the Imodium, <laughs> and he's making great time because normally he has to stop and go to the bathroom. Right. Jim and Pam go to the estate sale. Uh, Dwight and Angela are arguing over him mercy killing sprinkles, sprinkles yeah. um which has led to a lot of unpleasant in between dwight and angela really who are already prone to unpleasantness <laughs> to uh creed yes so oscar, yes. oscar stanley and creed yep so yep, you got it nice okay um all righty next question um i actually just um I actually just Googled uh, The Office, my hump's ringtone, and uh, it appears to be during the uh, branch closing episode in 2006. Right, because they're calling him to say the branch isn't closed while they're outside of David Wallace's house. Yep. That's right. Yep, yep. yep. and yep. that's yep. where it is. Yep, so they're yep. like, we did it, even though they did nothing. Um, right. Okay. Um, when Jim and Pam are talking about going to Roy's wedding... Pam jokes that he's that Roy is going to be serving this food at his wedding. Oh my god. Like something to the effect uh, of yeah. like, no, I think he might as well be serving blank. Oh, I know you're talking about. Um hot dogs? It is hot dogs. Yes. Well done. Yes, it was this hot dogs. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right, quick, quick, uh, quick um side note to that one. Uh, do you remember what business Roy gets into that then it turns out it made him a lot of money? Gravel. Gravel. You got it. Yep. Which was crazy plot twist, but yeah, for the show. Um, Roy is like some successful yeah, guy. Yeah, some successful guy at the end. All right, I got one more here. I just bought an extra, so I'm just going to ask you. Um, what? There's a two-part question. What name did Pam and Angela share for their babies? Philip. It was Philip. Very good. Now, do you know where each of them got the name from? Uh, Pam from her grandfather. Uh, Angela, much more importantly, from her cat. Yes. Very. Yes. <laughs> Philip was one of her favorite cats. Uh, so good. Uh, we. I don't know why my wife and I were literally just talking about that. That we were just like, you know, we got on to, you know, Princess Lady and then all the cats. And then we were like, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and I also remember when... Uh, when they're walking together and Angela's talking about this conundrum she's having and how she's already called CPS on this pregnant mom. And she's like, Angela, that's clearly me. Like <laughs> Pam had tea with caffeine or something like, like that. Yeah. It's like yeah. green tea, but it was like, she's yeah. drinking caffeine during her pregnancy. <laughs> and I just don't know what to do about it. <laughs> right. Let's not pretend like we're in this together. Let's just have our own pregnancies. <laughs> right. That's so good. And then when she comes back and she's like made brownies for everybody and Angela's like, babies sleep a lot, Pam. And she's already like made the brownies right. or whatever. Oh, it was so good. I and wouldn't she... know. I'm watching my figure. Yeah. <laughs> like she's just being just nasty. Just such a bee. So perfect. Yep. And they're best yep. friends in real life, which is funny. So I know that. It's funny. So uh, do you got one more question? I do. I mean, I have a couple, uh, but I do. I do. Okay. Um, do one more. Do one more. Okay. 
this is actually the reason I knew that question about their names um, is because Philip, um, Angela's Philip, is given um, when Dwight thinks that he is uh, he finally starts to think that it's his kid. Um, he brings Philip into his office and gives him two choices: go for this or go for this uh, to prove he's a shrew. What are the two things? Uh, the two things are a million dollars and a beat. There you go. And he looks at it and he goes, beat. <laughs> and takes it. Yeah, he's like, you are a shrewd. Yep. With your abnormally wide set eyes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes. Very good. Very good. Um, man, this has been a lot of fun. It really has. Uh, and, and I, awesome. I, I've, I've had a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, well, hanging out with you in general, but also, yeah. uh, also doing this together. It's really fun. And yeah, uh, um, I know uh, from from the beginning, uh, you know, you've been a great resource, both you and your wife, to 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 my wife and I, for just kind of uh, weathering the storm that is that is parenthood and everything from Terrific. actual stuff to just advice and like and all that type of stuff. So, man, uh, yeah, super pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, it's been great. Um, and Absolutely. It's, and, and it's, uh, yeah, it, it's been a ton of fun. So uh, that'll do it uh, for this episode uh, of the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. As always, um, thank you, producer Ryan, again, for making us sound as good as we possibly can. Uh, Michael Spicer music for all the sound effects um, and intro, outro theme that you hear on the show. Michelle Murthy, the vet cartoonist, for all the image and branding. Um, you, the listeners, for hanging out with us for another episode. Again, hit us up at the show at Loading Dad on Twitter, at Dad Jack Joke Loading Podcast on Instagram, um, and then our wives and daughters. So thank you to your wife and to your children for letting you sneak away for an hour or so. Um, because let's be real, you know, our uh, our wives and kids let us do these things. Um, and if they didn't, we would be very much doing something else. Um, so yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. And uh, let's hang some drywall soon. What do you say? Yes, we need to do get that done. Yeah, we need to get do that done before your yeah. wife actually yeah. kills you. So, kills um, right so now. we will we will get on that. But uh, this has been another uh, episode of the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. Um, as always, I'm Christian, joined this week uh, by my good friend, father of five, Connor, uh, with twin girls of his own, who's going to be helping me through this. Um, and we'll see you next week. Bye.